Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. But first off on uh, the programme this afternoon, it's been discovered that more than €42 million in public funds was paid out in prize money at horse races last year. Now, if you compare compare that to the combined annual funding for other organisations in the sporting world like the GAA, the FAI, the IRFU, Special Olympics, Swim Ireland, Athletics Ireland and more, they get £15 So we're asking whether or not this uh, can be justified when public spending is so stretched at the moment. And is this the best way to use our uh, public finances? Now, one of the factors that seems to be bothering people is the fact that the owners of racehorses who win the prize money uh, don't have to pay tax on on their winnings. Uh, Trainers and jockeys do. So the rich get richer from uh, public funds. The man who uh, highlighted uh, this is People Before Profit uh, TD, Paul Murphy, and he joins us on the line. Paul, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, Paul, that, uh, it's a shocking figure when I read €42 million Euro in public funds was paid out in prize money. Um, the industry is helped by the state and obviously prize money is where it gets used. Yeah, I mean, in total, the state gives about 70 million euros in public funding to Horse Racing Ireland, and then uh, more than 40 million of that is used to fund the prize money. Um, this prize money is won by people who are already multimillionaires. Um, for example, last in 2021, which is the most recent figures, the top winner was JP McManus, a already existing multimillionaire. He won over 2 million. The second was Michael O'Leary, again, a multimillionaire. He won just just under two million, and the third was John Magnier again, a multimillionaire, won one point three million. The fourth was a guy called Michael Tabor, who is a very rich individual, who won over a million. And you can go down, and it, this is money to already very wealthy people coming from the public. At the time of a cost of living crisis, I mean, the total money we give to horse racing is about twice as much as we give to domestic violence shelters in this country. Like you said, it is a multiple of all the funding we give to all of the sporting organizations in Ireland combined. And mm. um, so it, it it's, it's horrendous that this is what we're spending public money on. OK, now we reached out to Horse Racing Ireland and they issued us with uh, a statement in the last hour and they say taxpayers' money is not used to fund prize money. That's the very first line in their statement. And they go on to say that under the Horse and Greyhound Racing Act 2001, the Irish Horse and Greyhound Fund is itself funded by duties from betting. In 2021, betting duties uh, were £100 million, and that exceeded the Horse and Greyhound Fund, which was only £92 million. So they're basically arguing that it's not coming directly out of taxpayers' pockets. Yeah, that's that's not accurate, and people can check the answer from the government, which is on the public record. It's clear that this is public money. What what they're getting at is okay, money is raised through taxation of betting, and then is reallocated to the horse racing industry and the greyhound uh, industry. But the idea that that's not public money doesn't hold any water. I mean, let let's say you're a small business, you're a small shopkeeper, you pay tax. You don't get the money back in tax and it's really your money. You you pay the tax on it. And similarly here, it's correct that we tax uh, betting. In reality, um, a minority of the betting that happens in Ireland is about Irish uh, horse racing, for example. Figures from Paddy Power 
had that about 16.3% of the turnover was from Irish horse racing, a bit less than 50% was English horse racing, then there's football and so on. So even if you accept that logic that, well, this is the money coming from there, they're already getting more than money related to uh, horse racing. This is public funding. The state is entitled to tax things. And then it's a public choice. It's a policy choice about where whether we allocate Okay, but let me, let me read another, uh, another part of their statement where they say, the reason that horse racing sits under the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine rather than the Department of Sport is because uh, government support is a stimulus for an industry that supports almost 30,000 jobs and creates over 1.8 billion of annual expenditure. In other words, it's a, it's a massive industry that needs government support. So it, it is a massive, highly profitable industry. That's, that's true. Um, but that's, therefore, it should be able to stand on its own two feet, as opposed to relying on public funding, which then ends up in the hands of people who, let's remember, are already multimillionaires who are doing this primarily okay, but, but in their In their statement, they also say that Ireland's racing industry is in direct competition with Britain, France, Australia, America and Hong Kong. And the global nature of the racing and breeding industry means that all of these countries are fighting for the same pool of foreign direct investment. But, but Ireland provides more public funding for, for example, prize money than any of those so-called competitors, with the exception of uh, Japan. It's a reason that Irish horse racing prize money is the highest in the world, with the exception of, of Japan. We were like almost twice as much per on, on average than the, the UK. That's because of all this public money being poured in there, which is money that's not going, for example, to support grassroots GAA, grassroots FII, IRFU, or investing in domestic violence uh, shelters or tackling the cost of living crisis. You know, we're, we're giving 70 million euros to horse racing um, as opposed to spending that on something else. OK, stay with me for one second, if you can, please, Paul. I'm joined on the line by uh, freelance uh, sports journalist Dara O'Concord. Uh, Dara, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Uh, thanks, Adrian. Thanks for the call. Um, <clears throat> Paul Murphy has obviously highlighted uh, the fact that um, he believes that 42 million in euro in public funds was paid out in prize money at horse races uh, last year. Is this a, a good use of public money? Uh, you know, it's um, very easy to be emotive when you compare and you say, oh, this money is going into millionaires' pockets and there are people on the streets. But it is obviously an ultra simplistic argument, and uh, you know it doesn't. For a start, uh, most people that invest at the level that they do lose money. But it's where that money is going. Their investment in the industry. It is a sport, as you you touched on there. It is underpinned by a complete industry, and that money is reinvested in sales, and it trickles all the way down to breeders. And 92% of breeders in Ireland have five mares or less. So you're not talking about multimillionaires or anything near it. Uh, you're talking about almost 30,000 employed right through the 32 counties. You're talking about 1.8 uh, billion or thereabouts worth to the exchequer. You're talking about 438 million in annual sales. And this is impacting on our exchequer on the wider national economy but on local economies which as we all know are struggling big time particularly in rural areas your local shops your pubs your restaurants and it, you don't have to be a multi-millionaire either to make it big so i'll use an example like gordon elliott who is one of the preeminent national hunt trainers in on the planet and he's the son of a panel beater and a housewife not reared in racing not reared in money 
he now employs around 80 people. And the value of that to the local shops, pubs, restaurants around Summerhill, it's invaluable. Then you talk about vets, nurses, farriers, feed companies, farmers supplying hay, horse de- dentists, etc., physios, chiropractors. And then you talk about the tourism, the amount of English people that come for punches down week alone. Um, there is just so much more to it. And it's very easy to say JP McMahon is a billionaire and he's getting 10 million in prize money or whatever it is. But it's just not that simplistic because he'll spend way more than that before the year is out on foes, on, on stores. Um, and uh, it's trickling down all the way down. To okay, so, uh, let, let me just bring Paul back in again for uh, for a second. And Paul, obviously, uh, you know, highlighting the fact that forty two million euro in uh, public funds was paid out in prize money is kind of glossing over the fact that this um, I- industry is such a massive industry. Do you not want to see any taxpayers' money uh, going to the horse racing industry? Yeah, I, I don't think we should be putting public money into the horse racing industry or the greyhound industry that's true um i think like it's important to say that you know the very many people who are on normal or low wages within this industry they're not getting this prize money i mean we we have a list of who gets the prize money we know that the top 10 owners all of whom are millionaires won over 11.8 million euros in prize money in 2021 so they took about a quarter of the total pie of the prize money they're not paying any tax on that a percentage of that but quite a small minority of that will go to trainers and will go to jockeys but the majority and they, they in turn will actually pay tax on that but the majority of it will stay with the owners who will not have to pay tax on it but those owners by, uh, by their very nature are using that money to c- uh, continually reinvest in the industry well, I'm, I'm not sure that they necessarily are. Um, I mean, if, if, if you look at the, the big studs, they are big business, right? They're making big profits. Uh, that's that's what's happening there and there. Then, then there's other people who are engaged in this because it's a wealthy person's hobby. Um, they may be losing money. That's, that's true that they may be losing money, um, but they have enough money that they're able to invest in this industry as a hobby um, and the public shouldn't be subsidizing it for them. That is, you, you know, you may present it as, oh, it's very simplistic and so on, but it actually is quite simple that the public is giving 40 plus million euros a year to multimillionaires whose horses win races. Dara, that is Dara, that. And ordinary people don't win. Like people in horse racing industry, ordinary people don't own the horses that win races. Okay, Dara, Dara on the other line, you sound uh, exasperated, Dara. Uh, yeah, you, you know, it is very exasperating, but I understand where Paul is coming from and he has his constituents to, to think about. And uh, it's a very populist and, you know, as I say, a motive thing to say, but it's it's just not the case. And uh, it is just so much wider. Uh, I mean, he mentioned stud. J.P. McManus isn't a stud. Jiggenstown House stud. Michael O'Leary isn't a stud. They don't breed. They don't. Uh, they invest and they invest. They employ loads. And yeah, is every penny sent, you know, going where you'd like it? I don't know an industry that is, but also I don't know if there's anything unusual about financial stimulus going into industry and getting the return on investment that uh, the exchequer gets from horse racing and breeding. Yes, it is a leisure hobby, but it's a leisure hobby that underpins complete industry. Okay, stay there for one second because I want to bring in um, another caller on the other line and that is Catherine Woods, who's an animal rights uh, activist. Um, Catherine, when you hear that £42 in public funds uh, was paid out in prize money at horse races last year, uh, what's your reaction to that? 
Oh, unbelievably shocked and it's unbelievable in the day and age that we live in that we're funding animal abuse. First of all, using horses in a racing industry is not sport. 1,166 horses died since 2012 in Ireland. 1,166 that we know of. This is not including the horses killed in training or murdered because they don't make the grade as the same as in the greyhound industry. It's a shocking, shocking industry. We don't know how these animals are trained. We don't know the numbers that end up in dog food. Yes, they end up in dog food exported over to China when they don't make the grade. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So I'm obviously here as an activist saying that animals are not to be used in sport. They're not ours to use, abuse, or use in any way for entertainment. We have a huge problem in Ireland. Okay, so sorry, sorry to cut across you, Catherine. When you hear that 30,000 uh, jobs are supported by the industry, uh, it creates over 1.8 billion of uh, annual expenditure. That's a big business that we, yes, we, can, moment, we can't afford not to have. Well, well, we can. At the moment in Ireland, we've 10,000 vacancies in hospitality alone that I know of. The other thing I was just about to say, we have a huge problem in Ireland, Ireland at the moment with addictions, gambling addiction, encouraging people to go and spend their hard-earned money. I'm talking about the average Joe Soap, who's on minimum wage, who bets and gambles their, their money away. We also have a problem with drinking and alcoholism at these events. But I'm, I'm coming at it from the cruelty aspect. There are other jobs they can get. We can set up sanctuaries for the poor horses that have broken a leg or who don't make the grade. We can, these people can be employed in sanctuaries where the government should pay for these sanctuaries, not funded by people who... So you would, you would like to see... Um, it's gone. gone end, end of gone. story. The whole horse yes, racing gone. and greyhound yes. industry totally greyhound gotten rid of. Industry, absolutely. The greyhound industry got 20 million last year. They normally get 16.8 million. They got an extra nearly 4 million because I stand outside Shelburne Greyhound Stadium every Saturday and the people going in, it's abysmal. The only money holding them up is the taxpayers' money, people who are listening to this show today. Your money is paying for these industries. Email. Okay, well, well, while, I, while I might agree with you that uh, the greyhound industry has taken a bit of a hammering over the last uh, couple of years, um, horse racing still has massive support. It does, but it's still wrong. And I'm just coming at it from the horse's you know, the voice for the voiceless. That's what we're trying to do is make you realise, the people listening in, animals are not ours to abuse, use or exploit or use in entertainment. Horse Can racing... I, well, then let me ask you, uh, do you see a time in the foreseeable that, yes. uh, that uh, some Gone. government will come along and say, yes. right, we're closing down the horse racing yes. industry? Once we close down the funding... They will fall on their knees. As I said, I stand every Saturday at Shelburne Greyhound Stadium. Last Saturday, under 100 people went in. They can't afford to pay heating, food and rent and staff. Honestly, I know this. Pull the funding that the the taxpayers are paying. These industries will fall on their knees naturally. Uh, Dara, uh, can I bring you back in for a second and get your reaction to, uh, um, to what we're hearing here? Uh, in terms of the welfare? Well, I mean, she, she basically wants to see, as many animal rights activists do, want yeah. to see the whole industry just done away with, basically. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's not new, and and that's that's a fact, you know, and that's, uh, you see a lot of changes uh, within racing, even more in Britain than here over the years, in response to that, and that's a challenge that uh, racing faces, there's no doubt about that, Um in terms of you know it's just a, a complete difference in in viewpoint i guess uh, particularly between rural folk in ireland 
perhaps and uh, and uh, you know urban, but but not exclusively, obviously. And this is a challenge. And in terms of the whip, and one fatality is 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 too much. And we see, you know, when it happens, trainers and grooms and the people that care and look after these horses absolutely devastated afterwards. Um, it does happen, and it will happen. And uh, there's no point in me saying it, it won't, no matter how much better you make the ground so that it's not as uh, troubling for them. Lower you make fences and chases. Um, the crop has improved so much, and uh, all of that. But it will happen. In okay, so you, you obviously believe you obviously believe that animal welfare has improved significantly oh. to, to the point that you're happy to uh, continue to support the industry. Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I mean, I'm uh, absolutely, I'm a fan, and uh, but as I say, I'm not condone when a horse dies. It's absolutely, it's upsetting whether it happens in the stable or it happens on race day. Let me just uh, bring Paul uh, Murphy back in for a second. Paul, um, I just got a message in a moment ago, and it says this. So there is a gambling tax that pays for prize money that employs thousands of people and generates hundreds of millions. Sounds good to me, says that message. But that's, that's not what's happening. What's happening is there is a tax on gambling, which is on all sorts of gambling, a minority of which is Irish horse racing. And that money, which then is, becomes public money, is not spent in terms of helping people with gambling addiction, is not spent in terms of grassroots sports, is not spent on domestic violence shelters. Instead, is given away in the form of prizes to multimillionaires in the horse racing industry. That's that's what's happened. Okay. And I, do I don't you think not believe? Do you that. not believe that the industry would fall apart and would do exactly what uh, Catherine would like to see happening? Would fall apart without state funding? I, I think that that is the case for the greyhound industry, um, but I don't think it is the case for the horse racing uh, industry. Um, I mean, I, I, I do. I broadly agree with what Caroline is is saying. I, I don't think that we should be using animals for entertainment. Um, I don't think we should be building kind of profitable industries around them. And I think there should be a, a just transition for all workers involved in the industry. If such an industry like the greyhound industry was to close, we should guarantee quality jobs for all those uh, currently in, involved in them. Um, but I actually do think that, that, that the facts illustrate that there are enough people, in contrast to the greyhounds, where almost nobody is going anymore. People are still attending horse racing. They, the industry will make a big play of how profitable it is and so on, that I think even without public support, it would continue to exist. All right. Uh, Paul Murphy, People Before Profit TD, thank you very much indeed for joining us. And Dara O'Conqueror, thank you very much indeed, uh, Dara and uh, Catherine Woods. Uh, thank you, all of you. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Now, um, I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier on on the programme, and that is that it's been discovered that more than €42 million in public funds was paid out in prize money at horse racing last year. Um, Paul Murphy from People Before Profit uh, is the guy who highlighted it to us. We also had a conversation about how the horse racing industry should be just scrapped from an animal rights campaigner. Tony is on the line from uh, Monaghan. Tony, what did you want to say on this? Hey Adrian, uh, I suppose a couple of points taking Paul's view on how we spend our tax. It's a sort of a naive socialist view uh, where you pick a particular sport or an industry and you, you pick out something like the money that goes to prize 
funds, for example. But the reality is it's a massive industry. Millions of people attend it every year. We are world-class players in racing. There's not that many sports where we're actually world leaders. We have the best horses, the best breeders, the best jockeys. And as I say, if you ever went to a racing meeting and saw the millions of people who enjoy a good day out and enjoy the fun and the excitement, that's what it's about. To, to you know, say that some other area is going to be denied the funds, that just doesn't add up economically. This industry generates over a billion euros and a lot of that goes back into our system to pay for all those other things. I know, but one of one of the um, one of the issues that Paul Murphy had is that the forty two million in public uh, funds paid out in prize money at uh, horse racing last year. Uh, a lot of that money is going to people who are already incredibly wealthy. Yeah, and, and again, that's a bit laughable. We understand racing. My father used to say, how do you become a millionaire from racing? Start with five or six million and you'll end up with one million because it's a a business where you have to invest so much to win prize money. And if he thinks Michael O'Leary and guys like that are doing this as a a money-raising enterprise, he he knows nothing about racing. They love racing, right? And you can say, oh, isn't it terrible? He won some prize money. But the guy probably spent 10 times as much in winning that prize. Okay, so you and think it is a reasonable use of public money because uh, despite the the statement from Horse Racing Ireland, it is taxpayers' money that is being used here. It certainly is, Adrian. But the bottom line here is the taxpayer in the final analysis gains a hundredfold. The reason why our industry is so successful is a number of things. The farmers and the good land that we have in the small breeders, but the competition because without the competition and the prize funds and that money that they win, you get a lower class of horse, a lower class of competition, less people attending the meetings. The whole thing generates a massive amount of money and 45,000 jobs. Like a lot of you know, economic policies, they're a bit weak. They don't stand up to any kind of analysis. And it's more about, it's a class thing. He, does, he thinks that people who go to race are you know, wearing top hats. They're ordinary people. The 99% of the people who go to racing are just the same as you and me to go for a day out and a bit of crack. All right, stay, so, there, stay there for a second. I want to go to uh, Kerry next, and Dee is on the line uh, in Kerry. Dee, why did you get in touch with us about horse racing? Um, hi, uh, um, I, I'm just very very uh, appalled that any of my taxpayers' money, and I've paid a fair amount of tax over my life, that any of that would be going to support either horse racing or grey racing. I mean, it's just I'm just incredulous. Um, I volunteer in a local rescue uh, where we've had up to 60 greyhounds in the last couple of weeks. Um, very little, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of given in by good owners. I mean, I suppose they're the lucky ones. The other ones can end up, you know, that prime time program that was on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, and what about horse of a lot of them we don't know but these the what about horse see. racing what about horse racing it's a, you well, know, it's I'm, a different I'm, industry I'm, I'm speaking very much from the grey um, aspect because I'm kind of I see that firsthand, and it's just incredibly dreadful um, the the uh, horse racing I'd feel the same about I mean also horses come into our rescue I'm sure a, a huge amount of horses end up being slaughtered going to slaughter I mean they do 
It's so w- would you like, uh, Catherine Woods on earlier on, would you like to see no state funding given to uh, either industry? Absolutely. Okay. Would you like to see the end of, 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 e- of either industry? I would. Yeah. Definitely the grey industry. I mean, that's that's just horrendous from beginning to end. Um, and I would say pretty much, well, let it go ahead and let them fund themselves. Okay, but no, no more taxpayers' money to be used uh, to fund horse racing or greyhound racing. No, no. All right, no. Thanks, Steve. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by Avant Money, weekdays at midday on News Talk. Now, there's been huge reaction uh, to one of the items that we covered earlier on in the program. And that was to do with uh, horse racing. And it has been discovered that more than €42 million in public funds was paid out in prize money at horse races last year. Now, if you compare that to the combined annual uh, funding for other sporting organisations, the GAA, the FAI, IRFU, the whole list um, amounts to €15 million. So um, a lot of people angry over this amount of money being given away as prize money at uh, horse racing. Uh, Hugh joins me on the line uh, from Cork. And Hugh, you own a racehorse as part of a syndicate, is that right? Yeah, that's correct, Adrian. I actually, I wish this was a cash call, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, listen. Yeah, I mean, I have Paul Murphy. You know, I kind of ignore Paul because he cherry picks to stay popular, but it, it was a bland statement. And I know your other caller dealt with the amount of money that the industry generates, which the tax that that generates far outweighs the 40 million that's paid into it, right? But look, a few points, because obviously it's a blank statement without any meat on the bones. But look, I mean, yeah, we have a racehorse, right, uh, syndicate. And, uh, you know, the you know, 800 to 1,000 euros a month between us to keep the horse going. And bear in mind, we pay tax on our wages before we pay the money which is already uh, uh, sorry, how, how many of you are in the syndicate? Uh, about 10 of us. About 10 of you? And it's costing you how much every month? Between 800 and a grand a month, right? Because, and I mean, that's, that's per, normal, Per person? Right? Per person? No, 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 no. Oh, no. right. Oh, no. God. Split between us, right? Right. Um, but, like, to, to take Paul Murphy's thing first about the 40 million, um, when I said that the, the money that's generated from the industry more than pays back that 40 million investment. So the taxpayer is gaining money because of the industry, number one. Number two, that 40 million, right, the, the, the trainers can get anything up to 20% of prize money. The jockey can get 8 to 10%. That's, they pay money on their earnings, right? So there's one third of that 40 million paid back in tax anyway. So it's not 40 million tax free, right? Um, and, and I mean, it's, you know, we're not doing it for a profit. We're doing it for the, the, the love of the game and the sport and the day out and the bit of crack. And we're definitely not making money. And the 1%, which is our Michael O'Leary's and these codes, it's the other 99% keeps the industry going. And the drivers, the, the venue, the restaurants, the bar staff, all of them pay tax as well, you know. So I think it's very disingenuous just to make a statement saying, yeah, you know, I don't mind paying 40 million if someone gives me 100 million back. That's a profit. But just to say that and then to rile people up and so on, you know. And animal welfare and the other side of it, I mean, I've been to the stable a few times and them horses are better looked after than me, you know. I mean... 
No, I wouldn't expect you. To, I wouldn't expect you to say otherwise. Uh, but I'm no, sure but the lady I mean, that we were speaking to earlier on would probably disagree. Well, no, I think she was helping a lot on the greyhound industry too, right? Um, but but look, I am so when she's a vegan anyway, right? Which means most of most of them are we're all animal lovers, right? But most of them just you know don't want anyone to have pets or goldfish or anything. And look, that's that's an opinion. Okay, see, you know, you're, you're, you have to live in the real world. <clears throat> and you, you okay, see, so your world. point is that the 42 million that we're talking about is a drop in the ocean compared to the amount of income that horse racing uh, generates, basically. Yeah, correct. And and added to that, the fact that 30 percent of that 40 million prize money does tax paid on it by the owners and the jockeys anyway. So you know that drops it back down to 20 odd million. Still a lot of money, right? But you know, it, it's just throwing out a figure without without backing it up, you know, or without having the right information just to store people up um, is it, it, crazy, you know. Now, just as a complete by and the yeah, way. I know you... the people brought up the gambling and the, all that, but look, that's that's a separate issue again. You, you, you know, okay, be, just, uh, just as, a, as, a, and... as a by the way, you, uh, you're involved in a syndicate, you uh, own a racehorse as part of a syndicate. How's the horse done for you? Money, no. I was about to make the... Yeah, it's done all right. Wins and a couple of seconds towards fourth. So, listen. All we ever want was that if we can make enough back that we we come out even at the end of, at the end of every year, then it, then we've actually we're winners. If you know what I mean. And right? do and you? It's very seldom. Not really. It's very seldom it happens. One one good year, one bad year. You know. Mm. And then one good horse, one bad horse. So, you know. But it's not. We're not. It's not about the money that we're in it, right? But obviously, the prize money helps. If the prize money is taxed, then. You know, it would be a struggle to 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 own a horse, and we are only average, you know, middle income owners. Most of us, right? Mm. So it's not like we're Michael Leary millionaires, you know. Plus okay, the stay- money that we pay has already been taxed. Okay, stay there for one second if you can, please. Uh, and in fact, this message saying uh, pretty much the same thing. I work in the horse racing industry. I pay tax on everything, including bonuses and have done since I left school. I don't make anything near a TD salary or get allowances. I work in all kinds of weather every day of the week to care for animals. It's not uh, an occupation. It's a vocation. But hey, I can always go wait tables for less than the minimum wage, says uh, that message. Uh, another message says the owners of horses have to pay training fees and most of them never win a race so subsequently no prize money. Now I'm going to uh, Jim's on the line from Shannon uh, Jim good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live uh, Good afternoon Adrian Now Jim what did you want to say on this? Well basically uh, I think it's a bit of a I don't know what you'd call it, a red herring or whatever talking about it. Like uh, Racing has been a massive uh, boost for Ireland and we've had a reputation of producing good horses for generations and generations and whatever. Uh, we still do it internationally. It's a massive business for Ireland, the uh, racing industry. Uh, like last weekend, let's just take it to where we had horses running in the Breeders' Cup in America. And uh, our Aidan O'Brien produced three winners uh, on a massive stage there where everybody... We're competing against America, Europe, Japan, uh, the UK. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, I think, is a massive uh, boost for Ireland from a tourism point of view and for the breeding industry, which implies a lot of people. 
I don't know. Okay, how but much what, what of the, what the like points that. that was being made earlier on? This forty-two million in public funds uh, being paid out in uh, prize money at horse races. I, I want to read a message that's just come in, and it says, and we just heard uh, from our uh, last caller there, um, Hugh, who was saying that. Well, he's not in it for the money. He's in it for the more more for the fun than anything else. This message came in and it says, there's no competition. Four or five big trainers have the monopoly. Those guys are loaded and will get most uh, out of any government payment. The advertising and support that uh, gets that uh, contributes to the gambling epidemic, which is disgusting. I like horse racing, but it has made gambling mainstream and given the bookies the scope to advertise soccer, GAA, golf, that hooks kids for life. Watch the increase in betting ads in the lead-up to the World Cup. I've already started seeing them. Uh, the world-class argument is also nonsense, says Dave. What do you say to that? Well, I mean, I can only talk about what I see. And, I mean, uh, we have the, a massive breeding industry here, which means that there's uh, money earned by horses coming in, uh, brood mares, and uh, to have foals and that here. That is a very, very big employment in the... Um, breeding industry at the stud farms and that kind of thing. Um, I just find that, you know, it's a massive industry. It's a massive part of Irish life. And uh, while they talk about the the owners and whatever, um, the number of winners uh, for the owners would be very, very low as a percentage. A lot of us that have been in racing for a number of years in syndicates and that, uh, we might be lucky to have one good year and the rest of the years it's just the enjoyment okay, of but going but is, isn't that exactly the point that Dave is a, after making there? Isn't that exactly the point that Dave is after making? And this is the point that Paul Murphy was making, that four or five big trainers have the monopoly and they win most of the money anyhow. No, I, I, that wasn't what I meant. It's that basically there's a lot of racing, there's a lot of horses in the race. And I mean, if you look at an ordinary handicap hurdle in Ireland, uh, you'll probably find that there's anything like uh, 12, 14, 16, maybe up to 20 horses, depending on the race course, there can only be one winner. So there's a lot of owners who are bringing horses to races and they're not winning uh, because it's a very, very competitive uh, sport, for want of a better word. And uh, I think that the 42 million is probably, uh, you know, it's, it sounds a lot of money uh, and all of that. But basically, we probably sub- subsidise a hell of a lot of industries that have come in here over the years and to a lot of money as well. And they can walk away very, very quickly. The racing industry is embedded in Ireland. Okay. In fact, another message, I don't know if this is an animal rights campaigner or whatever, but it says horse racing is not a sport. I hear you talking about all the money that horse racing industry turns. The entire industry is based on gambling. If you took gambling out of horse racing, would you have anyone at the races? Not a hope. Horses, beautiful animals, uh, suffer uh, constantly. And uh, let me ask you, uh, Hugh, just to go back to, to... Oh, Hugh's gone. Sorry, he's gone. Um, I just wanted to put that uh, directly to him. Let me read another couple of uh, your messages. Um, the horse racing industry, this is by complete contrast to that last message, the horse racing industry filled every hotel room for the last week in Ashburn and uh, Dunboyne areas of Meath, um, and this week, Nace and the surrounding area, um, and the hidden 
tourism figures involved in horse racing are absolutely huge. Another message says the prize money attracts investors and businesses to Ireland. Look at the amount of money that's generated from breeding, training, all the jobs that are created, sales like Goffs and Tattersalls generate investment from all over the world. And then one final message. Uh, It's like saying Ireland shouldn't invest in sport like GAA or rugby because teams win prize money or receive allowances. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.